Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. Tonight we are talking about weird little tricks and traps within the horror movie genre. This is Mike Campbell and I am with Eric Lee and Liz Williams. And that is about all I know about tricks and traps, so I'm going to bow out <laughs> right now, and Eric will, Eric will tell you everything you need to know about tricks and traps. No, I have a feeling this is this is what I've been I've, I've been uh, noodling around in my head is that I think Eric's uh, Eric Eric has the engineer architect uh, mathematic brain. And I do not. I absolutely do not. And I think you yeah. you love you love puzzles and tricks and yeah. traps. And this is the Rube Gold, Goldberg uh, horror. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think um, I think it fits very well within your sort of we, we did personal ex- constitution. We did expand this to include <laughs> things like, like puzzles, sure, and and game game theory kind of kind of stuff where which made the made it even more complicated. Yeah. So all of a sudden, then it just like Mike's head starts spinning around like uh, Reagan. <laughs> Right. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I think. Um, so tell know, tell us tell us what what you think about when you baseline, think about a, a trick or a trap within a horror film. Okay. Well, uh, the the Touchstone movie here is uh-huh. Saw. Sure. Right. That is the yeah one hundred percent. It is. It's a it's a death trap. Right. And how do you get out of it? And why why did you get put in the predicament? And what you gonna do about it? Right. Uh, and and then this the horrible painful ways that these mechanical devices will uh, destroy you if you screw up. Um, so do, do you see do you see saw as a as a uh, a running continuation of a long and storied history of trips and tricks and traps or do you see it well, as I, I think, setting off a whole new genre of films? You go all the way back to the pit and the pendulum, right? Edgar okay. Allan Poe. Sure, sure. Right. Uh, that mm-hmm. is the, that mm-hmm. is that is the original uh, trap. Uh, or or uh, uh, more more Edgar Allan Poe, the Cask of Amontillado. Right, right, you get, right. You get you get you get blocked into a wall. You're right, a, right, it's right. like it's a trap. You, right. Of course, that one doesn't end well. I mean, it's just sure. it's sort of like he gets bricked into a into an <laughs> alcove and he just dies. It's not not a whole lot of cleverness involved there. But uh, you know, it it is. You know, the 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 it can be something like I also had thought of this, uh, like the deadliest game. Yeah. Which is the 1930s mm-hmm. um, movie of which you know it came came back to life uh, a, a number of times, which is pretty much you know you get you you get kidnapped and then run out as sport, right? right. That is right, and, right. And, and because humans are the deadliest game, right? Right. Uh, as in as in you know big game hunting, yeah. And um, sort of they, they've had. Uh, you know, John Claude Van Damme had one. I think it was Hard Target. I think was uh, was one. And then yep, that's the Van Damme. Ice Ice T was in one where he played a homeless guy who got cut loose. And I uh, I'm trying to remember what the name of that one was, but it was another. Uh, well, there's Running Game. Yeah, run, the uh, Running Man. Running Man, not Running yeah. Game. Running I, I, man. Yeah, Running Man would be a good example. Yeah. Uh, the the recent in the, sci-fi the recent movie genre. The Hunt. Uh, yeah, The Hunt. Yeah, would be one. Uh, but so there's that kind of a variant. Um, uh, trapped in a maze, uh, you know. There's, you know, the labyrinthine kind of things. You could even Not go to back to something with like Dave made a maze. Oh, you might, you might hear about <laughs> Dave made a maze. Um, uh, there's the, you know, uh, go to something like Jason and the Argonauts, or it'll Clash of the Titans, where you have uh, the 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 Medusa and her. And and running around and you're trying, you know, it's like it's it's the worst game of freeze tag you ever played. Right, right, right. right. Um, you know, it's like you get to get go around the wrong corner, and you get turned to stone. But, um, but what draws you to the trick? I love and board games. Film. I love I love okay. I love puzzles. I love escape rooms. I love uh, <clears throat> I love jigsaw puzzles. I I think that there's um, that there, it's it's an intellectual exercise, and I think the, the best yep. the the best of these kinds of movies. Allow the viewer to play along with the characters, right? Um, and uh, so some of these things, it might even be as simp- as simple as even even something that's more about riddles or right. um, trying to you know t- trying to decipher clues um, to find your way out of a uh, of a tricky situation. I mean, that, right. that's mm-hmm. that is um, you know, and and certainly that goes to even some. Some fanciful stuff like the Harry Potter movies. Sure, have, sure. You know, it's like you're 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 presented with a uh, 
um, a conundrum, you know, that you have to you, you have to defeat this thing. And you know, part of this goes de- back to my uber geeky ways as a thirteen-year-old boy playing Dungeons and Dragons. Sure, sure. Right. That's that uh, that that is you know, you wander in and you find something, and it's like you push this button and it you you, you lift. You lift the arm of the statue and it opens a secret door, but you have to check to make sure it doesn't open up a pit of spikes underneath you. Right. I mean, that's in 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 that way. That was part of the charm of of, of role playing games was out thinking. You know, you're that either you're the dungeon master and you're trying to. Yeah. And when you're a 13 year old kid, you're not playing. You're playing to kill off your buddies. Right. <laughs> and, then and and if you're the the other guys, you're trying to steal the gold from the guy. Right. Who set the maze up that you're trying you know and, right, and right, kill right. the dragon. Uh, and so that all you know, all that kind of stuff. That's that's my history, and so I I gravitate to those those sorts of things. And there have been some, but uh, you know, saw being the preeminent one. And I think that we, you know, unless one of you guys you guys could toss it out there, uh, that uh, you know, there's there've been so many in that series. Yeah. But that is that is the classic one that a lot of people think of when it is mm-hmm. um, tricks and traps. Now, where are you at with tricks and traps, Liz? Where, where do you where do you fall? Uh, on this definitely saw was the first one that I thought of and uh-huh. said I could just pick. The, I feel like uh, um, I don't seek out tricks and traps movies, but I enjoy, you know, I enjoy them when I see them. Yeah. Except, you know, I do seek out saw and things like that but you know it's not always my favorite thing you know the do you want to play a game eh, no <laughs> but well you know what, there's some really good ones and it's creative so you know one of the first ones that came to mind when when we first started talking about this was the film that that liz you and i both talked about when we talked about halloween horror horror and that was the houses that october built from 2014 because that, uh-huh. that whole thing is predicated on a big like it's a big trick right it's like and it's a trap it's both right yeah it's, it's a trick yep. and a trap right. and it's a halloween yeah. so it's a trick or treat well trick or trap. haunted houses are classic <laughs> yeah trap filled entities yeah, yeah. right and i think oh not- this isn't a this isn't just a haunted house this is haunted houses this is like oh, right. multiple haunted okay. houses yeah, okay. yeah yeah i think one one that i'm thinking of that really fits this bill is um uh 13 ghosts Sure. Uh, the the the, uh-huh. the the '90s variant of it, um, right, 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 right. With uh, it was like uh, Tony Shalhoub, Tony Shalhoub, yeah, and, and Matthew Lillard, and uh, yeah. Uh, but they they uh, where it's this glass house with moving panels, and it's got all this funky script on it. And if you step step in the wrong spot, this sheet of glass comes down and slices you in half. You know that. You know it's like the the the, the half house half guillotine. Right, right, you know, right. It's like, right. Oh, hi, that's got to be fun. Or. Yeah. Uh, uh, some some of the more video gamey ones, Resident Evil has got a ton of this kind of stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Right, where there's like it's the laser maze. How right, are you gonna right. get out of it? Oh, <laughs> you got cubed up. Sorry about that, buddy. Um, and 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 that, but that really has a left, right, left, right, jump up, jump down. You know that kind of yeah, yeah, you know, in, yeah. In a video gamey kind of a way. Sure, that, sure. That is a, uh, but they they certainly those all those Resident Evil movies are play like a video game. Run yeah. the gauntlet. Shoot the monsters, get to the end, get get to daylight, and maybe you're still alive at the end of the game. Right, um, right, right, right. Which I I don't tend to like those movies. They're not because sure. they don't actually play the intellectual thing. It's mm-hmm. more of a, um, it, it it it's it's the descendant of quick twitch button mashing. Yeah, which is <laughs> jumpy puzzles are the bane of my existence. I. Old old man fumbly fingers. You know, I can't. I, I wasn't good. At, I wasn't good at the violin. I'm not good at button mashing video games. So, uh, anyway, so that's that's my history with 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 tricks and traps, uh, puzzly horror. And so, Mike, I'll let you lead off. Oh my god! Okay, let's, let's see what let's well, see what you've got in store. Yeah. Well, uh, how I, did you interpret this? As, as soon as well, I, I interpreted uh, the internet. Helped me interpret it. Uh, I typed in. <laughs> I typed into the Google. Machine trick trap horror best of lists, and okay. this was one of the first that came up. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's a Criterion Collection film! I've never heard of it. I've okay. never seen it. It's a 1960 Japanese film titled Jikogu, which is hell." 
Okay. It is literally mm. the word hell. It's also was also titled The Sinners of Hell, and it was uh, directed by a fellow by the name of uh, Nakagawa. I'm not going to try to pronounce any of the other actors or actresses in the film because I know I would uh, stumble through them, and I don't want to do that. But I will say um, it carries on a rich, rich tradition set forth with Kwaidan and Onibaba. Mm-hmm. This one is... Uh, slightly, um, it's probably a, uh, slightly less elaborate, slightly less produced than obviously Kwaidan and certainly Onibaba, but it has gained uh, significant cult status Criterion. O- over the yeah. years. Yeah, uh, mm. uh, Jikogu. Jikogu. Uh, the unfortunately, the 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 company that did it, uh, Shintoho. Uh, declared bankruptcy right after this film was done, and so they never really went back and oh. did, did any other films. Mm-hmm. And well, it's not like Quaidon ever had a sequel. Right, 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 right. Uh, this film is really fascinating, and it was really wild. And basically, the 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 trick here, or the trap, is is essentially hell. It's purgatory. It, that's 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 the trick and the trap. Uh, it involves a, a young student, uh, Shiro, who's set to marry his girlfriend. Uh, he and his buddy, who may or may not be a demon from hell, uh, <laughs> go out one night. They hit a um, they hit a guy. Uh, uh, they're they're driving their their vehicle and they hit him and they kill him. Uh, turns out that the gentleman was part of the uh, part of one of the one of the uh, local gangs, and um, they of course clam up about it. And but it's tearing inside of Shiro uh, the the fact they've killed this guy. Mm-hmm. He eventually seeks. Uh, he goes uh, back to uh, see his mom, who lives in an old folks' home, and everything that can ensue ensues in, in, <laughs> in the course of his sort of living a hell on earth. Uh, Everything from there, there's drug abuse, there's prostitution, there's drinking, there's sex, there's murder, there's suicide. I mean, all of it is laid out, and this guy is having to contend with all of it. The last, the last probably third act of the film is him literally going to hell and them explaining to him why he has gone to hell. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And and the, the trick in this case is he is he's sentenced and punished by Lord Enma, which is like, I guess Lord Enma is the Japanese version of the devil. They don't have nine layers of hell. They have eight layers of hell, which I didn't know, which okay. was interesting. Um, but while searching, uh, he, he's basically, his, his girlfriend tells him, oh, yeah, um, before you went to hell, we were supposed to have a daughter together, and but she, because of everything you've done, she's in hell, so you need to go find her. <laughs> and so this poor guy is basically, he has to go through, um, he has to sort of wander through hell, uh, suffering for his the all the wrongdoings of, of everything he's done, and he gets to see people being boiled and burned and flayed and, and dismembered, and it's incredibly gory for a film from 1960. Like I thought Herschel Gordon Lewis was like <laughs> the first guy to do gore like that. Well, no, that's not the case. <laughs> it, it, the, the, it was really uh, Nakagawa who was the first to do this, but um, it, it, it's, it's an amazing film. It is uh, a film that uh, in an essay for the criterion collection, a guy named Chuck Stevens wrote, it is overflowing with brackish ponds of bubbling pus brain-rattling disjunctions of sound and image and, at times, almost dauntingly incomprehensible plot twists and eye-assaulting bouts of brutish montage. Uh, Jikogu is more than merely a a boundary-pummeling classic of the horror genre. It's as lurid a study of sin without salvation the silver screen has ever seen. Wow. And that's why it's mm. a, that's why it's a criterion collection film. Yeah. I won't uh, there's there, there is literally I could spend the next hour and a half trying to explain the plot to you and I absolutely could not cuz it is so goddamn confusing. <laughs> but it's 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 a really interesting film and you can see why it was such a So was he but is he tasked with challenges to get out of one one portion of hell to the next? Well, he's tasked with sort of like like he the, clearly his his buddy uh, is some sort of a, a demon, lesser demon, some sort of demonic presence, and he's constantly like pushing his buttons while on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. 
and and testing him in that way. But then he ultimately gets thrown to hell, and then he's having to contend with trying to find his unborn daughter in hell. Yeah, it's man, it's 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 a real mind bender. But I I do recommend it. There is a Criterion Collection version. They don't have a Blu-ray version of it. They just have a standard, uh, uh standard uh, DVD copy of it still looks mm-hmm. really good it's it's a pretty incredible film for 1960 at, at someone at some point mm-hmm. someone like arrow or uh vinegar uh um uh, vinegar syndrome yeah should you know try and pick that title up and 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 refresh it because yeah I, uh because if it ever had a, if it if it's if it's got enough love to get a criterion uh dvd they could probably yeah oh yeah uh bring it up you know punch it up to get Right. To get to the, to right. the HD uh, yeah. Blu-ray. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Jikogu, 1960. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Liz, how about you? Okay. Uh, mine is not as highbrow as that. Uh, <laughs> mine is a movie that Bloody Disgusting said, uh, <laughs> shoddy acting in a semi-week script can't hold this movie back. <laughs> it's simply too good a premise and too well-directed to let minor hin- hindrances derail its creepy premise right on. and this is 1997's cube nice directed oh, yeah. by mm-hmm. vincenzo natale um who also wrote and directed eric's favorite sexy horror movie splice uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay so cube is about a group of five strangers who wake up in a cube shaped room and uh, they're all kind of dressed in kind of like what looks like prison outfits and no one knows where they are or how they got there. Um, they have to, they start to figure their way out, but as they move from one room to another, certain rooms have traps such as wires that dice you up into tiny little people pieces that is literally the first scene of the movie and you know There's who that some, was that that was yeah, julian richings uh, julian richings from uh anything for jackson yeah and he oh, doesn't say kidding. a word yeah yeah oh wow yep, yep. The, the old guy doesn't the old say guy, a word yeah. oh my god gets it in the first five minutes yeah. of the He's film like, you don't even know you don't even learn his name nope. <laughs> and then he nope. be, the, the, then he becomes uh yeah uh, bullion cubes <laughs> bullion cubes literally um there's some face melting acid there's you know like a window that opens and then you're pretty much in space and you're gonna fall out of that um so those are your tricks and their traps also they're pretty much in a giant trap they're in this cube that they discover because one of them is a math genius that <laughs> it's got like 26 rooms across. It's a giant Rubik's cube and it keeps moving. So there's like 15,000 or oh, 17,000 rooms of this cube and they've got to figure out how to get out of it. Um, everybody's name, the character name is named after a real life prison. You know, they have kind of different little things like that, but, yep. uh, it's a good film, but there is an actor in it named Maurice Dean Wint who plays kind of, um, I guess I would say he's the main character. He's this cop named the, Quentin. Yeah. He is, whoa, like there is no scenery left after he has chewed it all. It is. Uh, so uh, he chewed his way out of the cube. That is how he got yeah. out. I have, it's something to behold. But just like yelling. Bloody Disgusting said, that. The shoddy acting will not hold this film back. It's a good <laughs> movie. Is it? How's it? How's it look in 2021? Is it looks it, good. Is it, is it dated? At it all? looks good. No. It Does looks it? good. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, Mm-mm, that's not really dated. I, I, this What's was, cool is. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say this was a this is a collision, but I have backups. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. It, I don't. I mean, I assume it's <laughs> I assume it's like on the cusp of like heavy CGI versus no. practical effects. Very no. little CGI. Yeah, I, well, that's what I mean. It's on the. It's like on the cusp. Right. Like 1997 they, was they that. They built sort of one big era. cube. Yeah. They're, and they built one big cube on a sound set, and then used the same one and just changed out these like screens in front of it, like to make it different colors. So they filmed the whole thing in one big old cube. Yeah. Um, just also great this set is. Design. It yeah. is. It's cool looking. It. This yeah. is. Um, the beginning of a series. They've mm-hmm. got 
a sequel called Cube 2 Hypercube and, <laughs> <laughs> and a prequel called Cube Zero. Um, it, it's a fun film. It's definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. And Have you watched all the Cube films? I have not. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I watched I watched uh, I watched Cube for this. Yeah. Um and I, watched- I, I I thought it was it was I, I think uh Bloody Disgusting is spot on. It's one hundred percent. it's like it is it's got it's an awesome premise. Uh all the characters are the the there's like overacting right everybody yeah. and even like the ones who are underplaying like there's a there's there's a savant and mm-hmm. he's kind of like he you know, of course, he's going to be sort of spazzy, and then uh, Nikki Guadani, who plays, who's in uh, in Ready or Not, as the as the auntie, yeah, the crazy auntie with the battle axe, uh, is the doctor. Oh yeah, um, in this, and uh, Nicole DeBoer, who is the the math whiz, went on to play um, uh, in Deep Space Nine. Um, as right, and so, right. so that was her big, you know. So anyway, so it's got it has, it has a lot a lot of these. Quasi famous, you know the, the kinds right, of the right. kinds of people who show up at comic cons. Right, right, right. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. no, I, I found you know it, it for a nineteen ninety seven film. I think it holds up pretty well because of the great set design. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's cool looking. Definitely yeah. worth watching. And the traps and are fits nasty. the bill here. Yeah, the traps are nasty. All right, Eric. Tell All us. Right. Tell us since this what is you got, this Eric? is your go to. Okay, what is a good trick and trap film? I went. Uh, I've got a two thousand fifteen film. Uh, which is called Circle. Um, this is like a giant game of Russian roulette. Uh, <laughs> oh, is this the one yeah. based on 13 Tazamati? I don't know. Maybe. I almost picked that. Uh, 50 people have been abducted by aliens and find themselves standing in oh, two nope. concentric circles, <laughs> right? And each person uh, is standing on their own bright red disc, and everything else in the room is blacked out. It's like a black box theater, right? Um, and uh, these people realize that if they step off the circle or if they touch another person, they get hit with an electric blast and they're dead. Uh, and these people are all strangers, grabbed seemingly randomly from their daily lives. Many of them were stuck in traffic in, I think it's Los Angeles. Uh, but they have no idea why they were the ones who got selected for this deadly game of musical chairs. Uh, and, and what ends up happening is that there's a countdown that, there's like a, there's an audible beep 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 and then zap someone gets get gets so they like, they got to do something. They eventually figure out that they can control who gets it next. Oh, interesting. Um, and the strangers represent the full swath of society. All ages, races, classes, and backgrounds are here. Uh, naturally, that leads to conflicts as the group starts getting picked off one by one. They start panicking, and they come up with these weird strategies. And the first strategy was. Well, the old one. Let's go. Let's everybody vote for the old people. And then the, old, the, the older people go, wait a minute. That's not fair. And then, they all, and then the old the, people. That's the COVID strategy. Yeah, the, the old people got zorched. <laughs> and then, but then all of a sudden, once it started getting past the people who were clearly sort of old, really geriatric, then it was like, yeah. all right, you next, old man. It's like, what do you mean? I'm 60. <laughs> I'm not old. And then it's like, what gives you the right to tell me, punk? And then it's like, and then, then it, there's like, there's a guy who's. It's like an ex-con, and then there's a cop, and the cop's the guy who just like start, starts getting really mouthy with the rest of the group. Right, right, right. Um, and then there's a pregnant woman and a little girl, and everybody goes, we can't kill her. Right, it's right. It's a little kid. Right. And it's like, well, it's like, how many of us do you think are going to make it out alive? I think this is a, I think it gets reduced to one. Right. And then they all start looking around, and then there are people who try and rig the system, and they get zorched, and they get, uh, uh, but like, this is a whole cast of, no names. Right, right, right. right you don't right. recognize anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the time, someone gets gets introduced, and then they get zapped immediately. Huh. Um, and and in fact, like one of the first people to get introduced is like is is the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, be calm. Yeah. You're gonna be okay. We're gonna get out of here alive. Right. Okay. Now next, zook. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets falls down. Gets some right, mysterious right, right, force right. drags him away. Right. And then you know, of course, people are just freaking out because they're realizing it's like, oh my god, the end is coming. Um, and it becomes this big society play, a, soci- a sociological play. Huh. Um, and it, that the, you know, what, it begs the question, you know, who, who adds value to society? Right, right. Um, 
what under what decisions like does it does it does the old the the adage of women and children you know it's like protect the women and children protect the pregnant woman um or that guy's an asshole he deserves to die you know right right or, right. or you know or it's like i'm a i'm a hard-working businessman i've I, you know it's like you you guys are you guys are deadbeats and i actually add to society and you don't and then people got get fed up with that guy and they sort him you know it's it but it is it it really it feels like the big college college uh, psychology experiment, like if you got to play, it's like if you had a little the shot, you know, the yeah, thing yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, shock this person if they can't tell if you don't if they don't know who's who's going to zap you. You feel free to shock that person. You know, every time I every time I scrolled by this on Netflix, all I could think about because the, the the poster look is so reminiscent of Logan's Run, and I was just like, what is this cheap? Cheap Logan's Run ripoff, right. but uh, this actually sounds really cool. It was it was fascinating, mm. it, and it, and it really does. Feel, and, and as the thing as it starts whittle, win, winnowing down, all of a sudden it became comes like, you know the like a um, a reality TV show game game competition. It's like okay, okay, you and me. And 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 the hippie chick, <laughs> right? And and the black dude, let's <laughs> right. vote that guy off. And it was like, and then that guy, and then, then this, that guy goes, wait, no. And then they start trying to get these alliances, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then one person backs out of the alliance, and then the wrong person gets zapped. And it's like it was it was great, and it was part okay. of it was like guessing because you're playing along, it was like. Who's who? Who's going to be left without a chair? Right, right. Uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. so um, I'm going to watch way, that. Is that is that's puzzle puzzle horror? If you ever if you ever saw it. All right, puzzle horror number one for Eric. Okay. Full circle 2015. 2015. All right, yeah, uh, uh, available for free on Amazon. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Prime. So as part of my research, not only did I go to Google, I went to Movie Madness and I talked <laughs> talked to one of the guys at Movie Madness and I Good. said, "Help." <laughs> oh, poor Mike. And he said, you know, have you ever seen this film? He said, everybody hates this film and everybody talks talks crap about the acting in the film. Uh, it's a film from 2016 called Fear Inc. And I said, no, I've never heard oh, of this. I've I never heard of this film. film. Uh, it's an American uh, horror com- sort of one. horror comedy film directed yeah. by Vincent Mas- uh, Maschiali and written by a guy named Luke Barnett. Um, and it is a really, really fun film. And I, I know I mentioned, obviously, I, I made sort of an homage to this early on when I mentioned the houses that October built, because it's it's not dissimilar. It, it basically involves a, a guy and his girlfriend um, who go out to sort of a horror-themed bar one night, and he's incredibly disappointed by the fact that the horror-themed bar is not scary, and it's not really much of anything. It's like you know some spider webs up on the walls, and you know some some ghoulish masks, and 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 that's about it. And he's uh, you know very vocally and loudly complaining about the fact that this place just isn't scary. And this guy comes up to him and says, "Oh, you want to be scared? Here, call this number." And he hands him a business card. And he discusses it with the girlfriend and she says, yeah, I think it's one of these, I think it's one of these, these, uh, there's, you know, these, these new, um, sort of, uh, the, the, these new kind of, um, uh, theatrical groups that, that will like do a fully immersive, like at your house, scare the holy hell out of you, Mm -hmm. uh, kinds of experiences. And he was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. We should totally do that. And she's like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. That's, that's terrible. I don't want people at her house. I don't want anything to do with this. Eventually he, uh, they invite, uh, uh, a couple over to their house. It's Halloween evening and things start to go haywire very, very <laughs> quickly. There's people lurking in the uh, people lurking in their backyard. There's people lurking in the side yard. There's people lurking in the house. There's all sorts of strange things start to happen. And the great thing about this film, and that's all I'm going to say about the film, because uh, that's really the whole premise about it, the, the whole the whole premise. But the great thing about it is, it's like, oh, this is clearly a trick. Oh no, it's real. Oh no, it's a trick. Oh no, it's real. <laughs> oh my God, how could you kill one of the actors? Oh, he's not dead. You know, it's just like they keep mm-hmm. they keep flipping it back and forth and back and forth throughout the course of the film. Um, and, you know, depending on your, you know, depending on your disposition, you may like or you may hate the way it ends. And I could easily see I could see it going both ways because mm-hmm. uh, because it either ends with, oh, this is just a big joke or, oh, this was never a joke. Right. Um, 
but it, it ends in it, I think it ends in kind of a, I, I think it kind of ends in kind of a really interesting way. Um, the other the other big hurdle you have to get over here is again the, the acting because the the one guy is kind of this sort of surfer bro dude. I really liked his character. Uh, I could see in in my re, in in my research I read uh, quite a bit about uh, quite a few. I saw quite a few complaints about this character and his mm. acting. I thought he was really good. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what his, what the actor's name was. Uh, Lucas Neff. Lucas Neff is his name. Uh, he plays uh, uh, Joe. Uh, but I thought I thought he was really good. And I think the film ends in I think as I say a really I think kind of an interesting way. And it's a pretty fun, simple movie. Uh, is it? Are there good scares in it? Uh, there, yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple pretty good scares in it. And much like House That October Built, you could easily see a second and and possibly a third version of Fear mm-hmm. Fear Inc. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Fear Inc., Liz? I I thought I'd had, but your description. No, I think okay. there was one just called like. Fear something else with maybe okay. Stephen Dorff or something in it. It's the I don't fear know. factor, which came out. It is <laughs> maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Where they like put bugs in someone's house. I remember that because that. Yeah, I, I was like, nope, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's a, there's a reality show kind of, or, or these these folks are doing like a ghost store or a, uh, ghost hunters kind of a thing. Oh, sure, 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 yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And, yeah. And, and then and then huh. it go, and it's like and and so. Uh, uh, Amy, I think she's done. I, it's still. It's like she she's only done like five reviews for us, but that review for for uh, the Fear Factor still keeps popping up on our <laughs> on, on on stuff that people research. I'm mean, the, the the it's like that the farm and our Arbor Day special are our big three, and I would have never guessed that. Nope, nope. So, Liz. Uh- all right. Uh, my next one is a 2014 Dutch film uh, that in America was released as Cub. In Dutch, it's Welp, W-E-L-P. <laughs> um, so it's called Cub. It's directed by Jonas Govert. And this is the story of a little, I guess, the Belgian equivalent of a Boy Scout named Sam. Uh, who goes on a camping trip with his fellow scouts and their pack leaders, Chris and Peter, and the camp-like chef, this hot girl named Jasmine. And Chris and Peter are like 22-year-olds, so is Jasmine, but they're taking all of these like 10-year-old boys out to the campsite. Um, And... You know, they're telling the kids about the legend of Kai, who is a half boy, half wolf who lives in these woods. And Sam really kind of connects to this legend. So they go out there. They're in this spot. Also, the woods are supposed to be haunted because people who worked for a old bus company that shut down hung themselves in these woods. So, yeah, great place for a Boy Scout camp. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So... Sam is bullied a little bit and a loner from the rest of the group. And of course, when he's out in the woods, he encounters this feral boy who's wearing this mask that looks like it's made out of bark and he's covered in dirt. And Sam, of course, thinks that he's Kai. Everybody thinks Sam is lying until people start disappearing and getting caught up in some pretty elaborate booby traps out there in the forest, (laughs) such as... um, there's like a tent that the girl thinks she hears a baby crying in and, you know, she goes in the tent to see what's there and it just, you know, swallows her up and lifts her up into the trees. And then she's hanging there in that tent, classic, you know, thing like that. There's one that's so good where (laughs) there's a tree that falls on someone and they go to grab a a limb of the tree thinking they're going to pull themselves up and it causes another tree to fall on them. (laughs) So there's, that's probably the best kill in the whole thing. Um, the director, people, you know, I was reading an interview with him and someone said like, well, you didn't want to make this like in English. You decided to do it in, in Dutch. And he said, well, if I did it in English to be murdered and stuff on screen, they said the kids had to be at least 16 and he didn't <laughs> want that. He wanted them to be little boys. So he stuck to his <laughs> oh, Wow. So it's called cub. It is again, boy scout horror. And, 
it's got everything you could want. It's for horror fans. Yeah. Because it's it's kind of silly, but it, it's lovable. The kids are great actors. It, there's definitely some large plot holes, but you can completely overlook them because of how cool the actors are and all the cool traps and tricks and it's fun. It's fun. You, you know what? You know what's funny about you know what's funny about this film, Liz, is I actually I've never seen the film, but I do own the soundtrack because the soundtrack. Is oh done, yeah, it's done by a guy named uh, Steve Moore, who was in the famous sort of synth band Zombie, but he also did the mm-hmm. he also did the music for VFW and Bl- oh. Bliss and, yep. and Mayhem. Okay, and, yep. and he's done like a ton of a uh, so, ton of uh, uh, albums with his band Zombie. Mm-hmm. And I bought it just based on the fact that it was him. Mm-hmm. And I own the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. Now I got to see the movie. Now you yep. got to see the movie. <laughs> Mike, Mike, were you ever in the Cub Scouts? I was totally in the Cub Scouts. Yeah. I, I made it all the way through uh, Weeblow. And I uh, was going to start Boy Scouts. But then I was like, yeah. I got I got to Bear, and yeah. then I moved to and then I moved to Corvallis, and then yeah. and, and I didn't find another troop. <laughs> so, and, but the thing is that truth be told, I actually learned a lot more about going out in the woods with my dad doing field field sure. research, putting on the electroshocker well, backpack in the in the in the in the streams and right, zapping right, fish. Right. These kids uh, didn't learn much except for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once you find out who this Kai really is and what's going on, uh, it kind of takes a turn. But it, it's really good and it's fun. All right, Eric, what do you got? Well, you made mention of this earlier. This yes. is uh, the 2017 film. What? Directed by Bill Waterston. This is Dave Made a Maze. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this is a complete nutter of a film. Um, uh, it's, it's actually more horror adjacent, but it features a killer, literally a killer maze and plenty of traps and monsters within the maze. Uh, the trick here is that the maze is made entirely out of paper products. <laughs> Dave, uh, uh, an actor named Nick Thune is a deadbeat artist and he's created a labyrinth out of cardboard in his living room and he's managed to get himself lost within it. Uh, the maze on the outside looks like a big appliance box, like maybe from a, for a refrigerator. Um, and it's got like a little smokestack and a little window cut out. Um, but, uh, it is, um, it's much, much bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It's a magic box. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like a TARDIS of sorts. Um, uh, and once Dave's girlfriend, Annie, man, this uh, might be the nerdiest podcast we've done so far. It's gotta be. You've, you've you've mentioned (laughs) Star Trek, TARDISes and and Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) No, it's like, I'm I'm too old to care what kind of labels you want to throw at me, Campbell. Come at me. Uh, so, uh, the, so Annie, played by Mira Rohit Kumbani, who was fantastic. I hope to see her in more stuff. Uh, that's it. When she arrives home, he calls out to her for help. And she goes, oh, Dave, here, let me come get you. And he goes, no, no, don't come inside. It's dangerous. So, hey, listen, call, call Gordon and he'll help. And Gordon's his best friend. And then when Gordon finds out, he goes, hey, that's cool. And they call all of, all of their friends, including a... Uh, uh, a guy who's who's making who's a filmmaker uh, like a like a classic New York artist filmmaker and his boom his boom operator and his cameraman and they and and eventually you get about fifteen people gathered around the living room going oh my god this is crazy <laughs> and then they go into the thing and they're like it's huge <laughs> and they of course get lost in the maze um, despite. Despite Dave going, don't come in. It's too dangerous. Don't do it. It's too dangerous. Uh, the maze, as it turns out, is really, it's a killer. Um, there's a Death Star-like garbage grinder um, <laughs> uh, trap, which is filled with things that look like toilet paper rolls. and But it's slowly, slowly getting moving towards this big mouth that's chomping chomping people up or not chomping, it's chomping garbage up, but right. people no, you know, like not the Death Star. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the Death Star. Um, uh, there's a big swinging pendulum uh, with a cardboard blade. There's a cardboard minotaur, and there's a bunch of spear traps. Uh, of course, all made out of paper products. Um, the 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 partiers who enter the maze uh, end up falling victim to the maze's deadly surprises, and it's sort of gory because when somebody dies, they burst into a bunch of red streamers and confetti. 
in it's substituting for viscera and blood and it's actually kind of it's it it is it you know if if you actually use caro syrup and 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 right. and, and sausages it, they they it's, they, it's, they really go over the top with the red confetti and streamers. Right, um, right, right. Um, and of course, everybody's screaming. The, but my the absolute best part is this one one trap in the maze where they all turn into paper bag puppets. All the characters sort of walk into this room and they just and then and they all. Uh, it's I, you kind of have to see it. It's the, the, <laughs> the, the characters. You know the little lunch bag puppets where, where there's the right. fold and then they go hi. How are you <laughs> Um, but so they all look at each other. It's like, oh my God, what happened to us? We've turned into bag puppets. Um, yeah. And, and just watch, is, just watch the trailer alone. Yes. Even, even if, even if you're not intrigued, watch the trailer alone. Cause you will, you it, will be able to visualize exactly what the yeah. lunacy that Eric's talking about. Cause all, a lot of the <laughs> lunacy yeah. is laid out in the trailer. Yeah. And, and there's other things like the, the, the director uses forced perspective with the right. cardboard where you have this thing. And all of a sudden, what looks like something that's that, that that's that's really that, that's in proportion turns out it's just forced, and then someone comes up to the towards the camera, and you realize they get huge, and it's like no, it's just this little cardboard right, cardboard right, right, prop, right. and then they they're like oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Um, so a lot of visual tricks. It feels like Alice in Wonderland meets the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Right. Uh, it's totally absurd, totally surreal, in uh, but it's it's really fun, really approachable. Silly, uh, and and uh, and taking taking what would be a classic ma- a trapped maze and making it into you know a, a good evening and, and just yeah. just just it's a it's a fun watch. I all right. It's available. It's it is available streaming. So yep. go ahead and, and and catch that. Yep. All right, Liz. Oh okay. no, uh, is it is it Liz again or did? Or oh. it's, I think it's back to Mike. It's you. Oh, it's back to me. Okay. Uh, I, I I was just excited to talk about this film because we haven't really talked about it all that much. This is the 1959 American campy, super campy, supernatural film directed by William Castle, House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> and I just really wanted mm-hmm. to talk. I just really wanted to talk about the uh, the, the film. The, the promotional gimmick because William Castle was like the ultimate huckster. Oh, yeah, he is. And I just wanted to talk about the fact that they used this great this great um, gimmick for the theatrical release called the Emergo, which would basically during the most chilling scenes in the film where there was a skeleton or a ghost that appeared on the screen, the Emergo, they had these elaborate pulley system that allowed a plastic skeleton to like appear and float over the audience, which apparently just freak the hell out of people. The thing that was funny about this, however, <laughs> was not not so much that the Amergo freaked the hell out of people, but that uh, a certain director named Alfred Hitchcock took note of this chicanery, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's pretty clever, and I love the fact that this is such a low-budget film, but it's still really creepy. And I've got this idea for a movie called Psycho, <laughs> and allegedly, House on Haunted Hill really okay. inspired. It apparently inspired Alfred Hitchcock, who really was like he, uh, um, who who was like, yeah, this is I can do a film. I I don't have to spend a ton of money doing right. a film. I can do Psycho, and it's like super cheap. Right. And and uh, Castle, of course, was a, a Hitchcock film, a Hitchcock film fan as well. And he later did a film which I've never seen, which was done in 1961 called Homicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, that was apparently like a, a direct ripoff of Psycho, but but getting back to of course House on Haunted Hill, House on Haunted Hill, which is by the way in one of the great L.A. mansions, the uh, the, the yes, the Ennis House, the Ennis House. I, I actually, well, our friend Sharon Yeblon down in um, in L.A. We actually, it's she not took in the, the Ennis House. No, but they, they, the, the exterior, opening, the, yeah, the exterior, the when when yeah. when they approach it, yeah, which is part of uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, Aztec. Right, so really cool. Uh-huh. House. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, the film, the the exterior is all shot of the Ennis House. The interior is all shot on a series of sound stages, uh, which like gives this kind of like Victorian vibe, which is which really doesn't mm-hmm. fit, doesn't fit at all with the exterior. Getting back once again to <laughs> to the plot of the film, it. 
basically, uh, a, a gentleman uh, challenges five people who are desperate for money and says, whoever can stay in this haunted house for one night will earn $10,000. And so the guests are trapped in the house with an assortment of terrors. You don't know what's real. You don't know what's not real. Uh, everybody at the house is a stranger to one another. Uh, but their only commonality is they are all desperate for money. There's a newspaper columnist. There's a there's a a pilot, a psychi a, a psychiatrist who specializes in hysteria, and there is uh, one woman who works for one of the companies of the house's owner. All need the money super bad, and all are willing to stay in the haunted house for. $10,000. This film, uh, of course, features the great Vincent Price in a really, really wonderful... Oh, he, he was eating it up. Yeah, he totally... Yeah, speaking of eating up eating up the scenery, uh, Vincent Price mm -hmm. definitely does. This is a fun movie. It's great. There are, I will say, don't be put off by the fact that it's black and white and that it's from 1959 because there are a couple... No joke, like couple legit scares still to this day in 2021. As a hardened horror fan, there are some legit scares in this film. Uh, House on Haunted Hill is like I I don't know. I mean I I I I think I think I might have met the mark with Trick and Trap because that's yes that's really all mm -hmm. that's that's this 100 percent of what this it's is. A, it, it's it's a game show meets a haunted house. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, it's like I it's like I dare you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and of course it you know it would be the inspiration for you know many many horror films down the road, many 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 horror uh, films it, down the is, road. This is this is yeah. one of the all time great uh, ghost movie ghost story movies. It is, um, and of course you know and and the the. I think it's one of William Castle's best movies. It probably is. It probably is. Yeah. And and of course this one is fully in the public domain so you can watch it everywhere. Yeah, you can even like download YouTube. download your own copy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I also love the fact and and if you happen to live in LA, go up and uh, go to the go to the Ennis house. You can drive up to it and uh, you know, they, they kind of shoo you away if you're at the gates, but Right, right, right. <laughs> it's, right. It is it's an amazing house. Yeah. Yep. All right, Liz, what is your number one trick or trap film? Okay, since I wasn't going to pick Saw, I picked uh, a film that Bloody Disgusting <laughs> said uh, was raw, gritty, and un an uncompromising horror film that puts the previous Saw film to shame. And this is when we were back at Saw 5, because this is tw 2009's The Collector. Oh, oh, yeah, I love The Collector. Yeah. So, The Collector is written and directed by a duo, Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton, who won season three of that show, Project Greenlight. Remember when Ben Affleck yeah. and Matt Damon yeah. you know, <laughs> trying to find some uh, movie makers? So, it was originally titled The Midnight Man, but uh, they changed it to The Collector, and it stars Josh Stewart as Arkin O'Brien, who's a convict who after he's out of jail is working in construction and he's on a house renovation product project for the chase family. Um, this family, they're really nice. They have a little girl named Hannah and he's very friendly with her and they totally trust him. But his wife is in deep with some, you know, unsavory characters and needs money fast. So he decides he's going to steal out of the Chase family uh, safe in their house. He knows where it is because he's been renovating it. This gemstone, like a ruby, while they're on vacation. So he thinks that these people are going on vacation. So he's going to return to the house after hours. But guess what? They didn't go on vacation. They <laughs> are trapped in the house by a crazed maniac who wears this like leather mask and has... Um, booby-trapped the entire house because he's called the collector because he takes one person from the family and puts them in his collection and then just kills all the rest. Um, in the other collector films called The Collection and 
I don't remember the name of the other one. Um, you learn more about him. The yeah, probably the collectibles. Um, you learn more about the killer. But for this, you really just need to know he's a masked guy who doesn't say anything, who has booby trapped this entire house, and they've got some really, really good kills. Um, there's one where you know someone steps on something, it wraps a you know rope around their ankle that pulls them up to the chandelier and then just drops them. Oh, there's one that will make your skin crawl where he puts a nail in a phone uh, no. receiver. Yeah. No. Kids these days don't have to worry about it because they got cell phones. Yeah. But back in the day when you had a real phone. Yeah. That one. Ooh. Nailed there's the like ear. a floor covered in acid that melts your skin off. There's some, you know, guillotine kind of wires. There's a room full of bear traps and a wall full of nails. And then a room full of fish hooks hanging from the ceiling, which yeah. is the least, uh, <laughs> like bloody of them, but you can like, Oh, you, your skin will crawl. Like thinking of that. So this is torture porn through and through. Do not watch this. <laughs> if you do not want to just see people literally getting tortured and killed with these crazy traps. But if you want a saw like experience with maybe a little bit less quality than the first couple saws, the collector uh, is going to be right up your alley. I I think it's actually pretty good. Good I, call. It's, yes. it, yeah, it's not I, bad. I, I like the collector. Uh, I have not I seen. I like the main guy. You'll recognize like the actor Josh Stewart. He's yeah. been on a bunch of things like Criminal Minds, yep. and uh, he kind of has that southern. He, he looks like he's probably not that smart and everything like that. And he's got this soft smoking, soft spoken voice, but he really carries this film. And then there's some other like, Oh, that guy, uh, you know, cast members in it, but it's, it's a good one, but it is definitely saw hostile, you know, that kind of level. And there's some gratuitous nudity and things like that. But all in all, solid and definitely, definitely, definitely full of tricks and traps. Yep. Now, have you seen the collection or the collect head? I have not. Okay. I haven't either. And I, I probably either. will. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I will. I read a little bit, you know, about I would too. I'd kind of like to it. know a little bit more about the collector. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to see the collector. I got it from the Multnomah County Library. That's how I watched it. Because wow. I, was, I was wandering by the video section. I was like, yeah, what the hell? I give it a go. All right. Yeah. Collector's good. It's good. It's good, but it is bloody. Oh, yeah. Super bloody. County Library dishing out the torture porn. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Thanks, Multnomah County Library. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the collector and then the collection. They were supposed to be doing a third one, but it looks like as of April of this year, it might not be happening. The collect head. The collected, yep, yep, the third the, film. The collecting. <laughs> the collecting. The collecting. <laughs> All right, so my uh, my number one is, um, I actually just recently reviewed the sequel to this. Um, what? And this is, this is sort of, and it's been described of, if you don't have the stomach for Saw, but you like this kind of stuff, uh, Escape Room, uh, which oh. was in 2018, starring Taylor Russell, Logan Miller, Jay Ellis, Tyler Labine, who is in, who's Mike from Tucker and, uh, uh, or who's playing, who's Tucker and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, I like him. Deborah Ann Wall, who is Amanda, uh, is, is plays Amanda. She's also been in Daredevil, uh, and and uh, and Nick Dodani. So there, these are, um, well, if have you, have you ever done an escape room? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so these are you know elaborate rooms with locks, switches, maps, charts, and all sorts of puzzles that need to be solved in order to eventually find the key that will get you out of the room. Right. You usually have about an hour to accomplish the mission, and you know, and and you know, they're all over Portland. It's a real you know, it's a it's a keep Portland weird thing. Right, right, uh, right. And and you can the, these people manage to have this little cottage industry doing these uh, these little uh, pop up businesses doing these you know turning old old uh, shopping mall spaces into escape rooms, and it's great. I love them. Um, and uh, some of them are look like they were done out of like one sheet of drywall and then a couple of racks of keys. And then some of these things actually they put in like real set 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 designs. And they've gotten kind of elaborate over the last few years. But yeah, this yeah. is this is taking it to the next level. So escape room latches onto the craze uh, and uses the premise that invitations were sent to a select group of people uh, to an exclusive high end escape room experience filled with the latest and greatest technologies. And anybody. 
Able to find the clues, solve the riddles, and get out of the room, will be awarded with a huge cash prize. Sound familiar? $10,000. $10,000. I think it's actually more like a million dollars. I forget, I forget what the actual million. prize was. Um, well, at least that's what they thought was supposed to happen. Of right, course, right, right. Uh, cue Admiral Akbar to make it even geekier than it already is. <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, at first, oh uh, the, the puzzles present themselves as extreme <laughs> challenges within the context of what you might expect from a typical escape room, but with high-end flourishes and you know wall panels that move and and um, lots of you know amazing effects. But it doesn't take too long before the group finds out that the rooms are life-threateningly deadly. And what's more, even when they manage to find the solution to the room, another different deadly room awaits them. So the rooms are really the centerpiece of the film. Uh, right. The set designs and the actual puzzles are terrific. And the great thing about the movie is, as a viewer, you're solving the puzzles right along with the characters. And it does a good job of not being so so tricky that you can't possibly follow along. Right, and not right, so right. obvious that you're, go you're yelling at them to pull the lever. <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, the the... Um, when they when they do manage to find these solutions, um, you know that they they get, you know the the there's usually some big moment and then it nabs one of the characters right. And so right, the, right, you're right. getting this. You, you, you're, there's this um, reduction. You know the the these six folks who get who get brought into these rooms. Um, they were there. You know there's a there's. The, the, it starts off with a waiting room that they that they meet in. Uh -huh. Turns out that's a giant oven that they're in, and then they have to get get out before the you know the before the the thing hits you know right. uh, you know basting mode. Um, <laughs> and then uh, they, that that then they end up in a mountain cabin above a frozen lake of thin ice where they have to cross a frozen lake. Uh, and then the, my favorite one is there's an upside down bar. They enter into a room and they're on the ceiling. And everything's hung upside down, and then they have to negotiate their way across the room because the tiles on the ceiling start falling away into a void. And if you fall into that, you just you're gone forever. What? And, and so these are, and so this is like this is the exact opposite of your Portland uh, escape rooms, which are usually done out of a shopping mall. These things, right? It's like wow, this is like a Disney challenge. Um, and, and of course, the ones that in Portland, they don't try and kill you. <laughs> right. So right. Uh, eventually, what the, the surviving players come to realize that they are all people who are sole survivors of, a hor of horrible accidents or traumas. Uh, somebody has deliberately put them together and is seemingly testing them again to see it was whether, by luck or by skill that, they were still, that they're still alive. It's a pretty good premise, uh, and the characters are all distinct and colorful. Uh, and and there's plenty of sort of infighting within the group, but then it's like okay, we got to in order to make this a lot out, out alive, we've got to survive together. In in this way, it's a lot like Cube. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and I think it takes a lot of cues from Cube. Mm -hmm. um, by the end of the movie, the it's a bit formulaic because you know it's like okay, find I got a number, quick enter this number into the code. Oh no, countdown clock tick 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 tick. You know, and and then you know it's like at a certain point, then the whole room blows up and you're all dead if you don't right. beat the clock. Um, but it, you know, it, it, it does keep the, uh, the, the adrenaline up. I think this is, a, this would be a fun, it's a, it's a absolutely a gateway film. Oh, really? Um, okay. That, that it's, it's, it's PG 13. What did, what did you um, end up giving this one? I gave it, I think I gave it, I think I gave the first one four and I gave the second one three and a half. Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. uh, it, it never has to, uh, to play up to, uh, or, uh, it doesn't do fakey jump scares. Sure. Um, it's just that, that you can see you can see the danger coming. Right. It's not a jump scare so much as beat the clock or something horrible happens and sometimes they don't make it. Right, 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 um, right, right. So if you like the premise of the Saw or Cube movies but you can't handle the torture and the gore, this is a great movie. Okay. Um, the the second mm -hmm. movie is sort of a, hey, let's get the band back together and it's a tournament of champions. And it's like, that's eh, an okay premise. And the characters... They brought back the surviving characters from the first movie, which was it's a nice so, touchstone moment. Spoiler alert, there yeah. are survivors. There are survivors, yeah. <laughs> Unlike some it, of the other movies we yeah, talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so it's, not, know, it's, it's a PG thirteen movie. They're not gonna kill everybody off. That's, sure, a, sure, that's sure. not a PG thirteen thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um true, true. But it's a it, it is it is a it's a studio production, so they had they had a good chunk of money. It all looks terrific. 
Uh, they even put more money into the sequel, and those sets are even more spectacular, even if the plot's not quite as good. Right. Um, but for a, a Saturday, a Saturday, uh, a slow Saturday matinee on the on the sofa, is a good movie. All right. All right. Hmm. Let's get out of here with the tagline that Eric has, that Liz has. Or my, so, Mike, have you done all three? I have done all three. Yes. Okay. All oh, right. well, yep. well, actually, let's let's go through our list because we oh, we yeah. had a, we had a yeah, crazy yeah. list of uh, of films that we talked about this evening. Okay. Well, I started out with uh, Circle from 2015, directed by Aaron Hahn and Mario Misconi. Uh, and then I have Dave Made a Maze, one of my favorite movies from 2018, directed by Bill Watterson. And then, uh, as I just described, I had uh, Escape Room, directed by Adam Robitel. Liz, what do, you right. got? what do you got? I had 1997's Cube, directed by Vincenzo Natale. Um, 2014 Cub, directed by Jonas Govart. Uh, it's Dutch, and the Dutch title is Welp. And 2009's The Collector, written and directed by Marcus Dunstan. And what you got, Mike? Uh, the 1960 film directed by, oh, geez, what was the fellow's name? Nakagawa, uh, G- right. Jikogu. Uh, the 19, uh, where, where, where am I at here? The 2016 horror, American horror comedy, Fear, Inc., Directed by Vincent Maschiale. And finally, and I, oh, uh, the William Castle film from 1959, House on Haunted Hill. Love Haunt, House on Haunted cool. Hill. Yay! Yay! Okay, now let's get out of here with okay, the tagline. Tagline. Okay, so this is from Dave Made a Maze. <laughs> he thought of everything but a way out. <laughs> Tricks Good and traps, one. everybody. Tricks and traps. <laughs>